Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the episode today. We are going to talk about what to do when you've made the decision to declutter but you don't want to just pop everything that you let go into landfill, fill a skip bin, fill your rubbish bins and you have that kind of barrier getting in the way between thinking about it and doing it because you don't know where to send all your stuff. So we want to help you through that today, break down a few of the uh, the myths about having to send all your stuff to landfill and give you a few diversion options. Yeah, this is a an issue for a lot of clients because everyone's a lot more environmentally aware at the moment and we are really careful about what we're doing. We're looking at our consumption, we're looking at our waste, we're looking at all those kinds of things. And if we want to declutter, sometimes we do get that guilt of, but am I just contributing to this, you know, massive problem that we have regarding waste in the world? And so this is something that is definitely worth talking about because it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be as bad as you think it is. And I have lots of clients that after I talk to them, they're like, oh, wow, that's not as bad as I thought. I, I can get rid of this stuff. So that's um, what we wanted to sort of do today as well is just give you some, just ease your mind a little bit about, you know, how you can part with things without it having to go to landfill and obviously then um, some preventative measures as well. Yeah, and I think I think that's key. If this resonates with you, you have to take that, little bit of guilt that you feel and try and feel it at the point of purchase because it's a bit late to yeah. worry about how to dispose of things uh, when they're in your house actually holding on to them doesn't necessarily prevent them from becoming landfill they will just become landfill mm. further down down the line when someone else has yeah. to deal with it so um yeah yeah. yeah, that's what I say to clients a lot. Actually, is like they say, "Well, I want, it, I don't, I'm not using it, and I want to get rid of it, but um, it'll just go into landfill." And I'm like, "Well, you can either live with it for another ten years, and then it go to landfill, or it can go to landfill now. Either way, it's going to go to landfill. It's one of those things that can't go anywhere else. And so, you know, you can either choose to send it there now, or you can live in the landfill for another ten years before you send it there. And, and that's a bit of the dilemma that that we we sort of do have. But yeah, if it's if it's destined for landfill, it's destined for landfill, whether it goes there now or or later." But there are lots of things that you might think are destined for landfill but aren't necessarily. So that's what we're going to talk about today too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, one of the first things I guess that people think of when they're decluttering and, you know, bagging stuff up to let go is charity stores. So you deal with charity stores a lot, Beck. What do they generally, are there do's and don'ts? Do they have lists of things they will and won't take? What does that look like? One of the most frustrating things about dealing with charity stores is that there is no fixed list of do and don't because they're all so different and that can be and they also change from day to day, week to week. So like there might be one store that will be taking books and then the next week you rock up with three boxes of books and they turn you away. (laughs) So the key with charity stores is to get to know your charity stores and uh, check in with them frequently because they do change their mind. But generally, household goods like decorative items and like vases and platters and plates and that kind of stuff, clothing, shoes, toys, books, jewellery, 
CDs and DVDs for the moment, <laughs> they are not as high in demand. They don't take VHS tapes anymore. Uh, so that one's, they, they kind of can't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of places won't take electrical goods for safety reasons, but there are definitely some that do. So it's always worth asking them. Don't just assume because you never know, you might be lucky. Mm, yeah, some people, some of those stores have like a on-site electrician that will tag, you know, test and tag them mm. before sale, but it depends, depends where they are. Yeah, it really does depend on the place. That's why I always say just check in with them. I tell clients all the time, give them a call, say, like, I've got this lamp, will you accept it? Uh, or I've got this toaster, it hasn't been used much, it still works, it's clean, will you take it? And some mm. will say yes and some will say no. One thing um, I know certainly a lot of the charity stores in my area won't take is baby items like prams, mm. cots, uh, yeah, car, car seats. seats, booster seats or um, high chairs, anything, you know, I guess that keeps a child safe. They wouldn't even take the playpen mm. uh, from one of my clients at one point because I guess people rely on those things to keep their child safe mm. and you just don't know the history. So I guess it's like a high chair, you don't know if it's been dropped or broken or misused and if someone puts their child or their baby in there and then the clips are a bit faulty and they fall out Mm. I guess you know the charity shops want to prevent themselves from on selling any of those kind of things but some will take them so again you just gotta you have to check yeah some of the smaller charities will so I I'm pretty sure that there's been some pregnancy support um, places that have taken baby stuff Mm-hmm. Um, because they are, they've got, they've got clients that have nothing, mm. and these clients are like, well, I'm going to take the risk. Uh, we'll we'll test it. We'll you know we'll give it a good going over. Make sure it's definitely not obviously damaged in any way. But uh, they they'll take it because yeah, they've got they've got clients that have nothing, and they would rather the the child be in a car seat than in none at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I I know that um, another one of those kind of safety items that is a bit on the cusp is helmets as well because if a helmet has been dropped and it loses its ability to, you know, it might be internally cracked or something, Mm. it loses its ability to protect your skull if you fall off a bike. But you can't see that from the outside. And Mm. so some places will refuse helmets as well. I think think the key is to call your store or see some will put lists on their website of things they will and won't take but don't just assume that things will go to landfill but also don't take a whole lot of stuff and dump it in in their um bins if you Mm. if you think it's probably an item that they won't take because then they've got the cost of disposing of it as well and they also tend to take because they spend they have to spend so much money on rubbish removal every year I'm assuming, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that they take the cheaper route and they do send everything to landfill. Mm-hmm. And so that would then mean that you are, you're you not actually achieving your goal of having your items being reused. They're just going to go straight to landfill. There are um, lots of charities that will send things that they don't think are okay um, straight to landfill. So if you are worried about that, always check with them first. Show them all of the stuff that you've got. Ask them. And if they say, no, we'll just throw that away, then you'll take it to maybe another place. 
There is a guide online as well, and I'll pop a link um, in our show notes, which is a British guide, but it's a general thing about, you know, what most Mm. charity shops will and won't take. So if it's something that you want to have a bit of a skim over, if you've got particular items in your house that you're thinking, oh, you know, we haven't mentioned them, uh, I'll put that link Mm. there as well. But uh, you're Mm. usually best to check with your local. Yeah. And, And just it's a pretty narrow list these days. Uh, they there's a lot of stuff that they like you said they can't take well another um charity shop that i talked to once or quite a few has said they won't take stuffed toys like mm-hmm. soft um you know teddy bears and stuff like that because they can't clean them properly and uh, so they can't be sure that they're that they're clean so they don't take them at all mm, fair enough what if you've got stuff that's worth money though and you want to sell it? What are a few options? So obviously when you take things to a charity store, you give them away, you don't get anything in return and the charity store makes the money off of them, which is mm. is great. But if you've got something that you think might be a bit of worth a bit of money or might have a bit of value to someone out there, um, what are some of your options to try and sell it? Oh, there's loads. Probably the most successful one these days is Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. That is um, really popular and well used and we find that most of the things that we give away on Facebook through our business is goes very quickly. So Facebook is a good one. There is also the option of Gumtree in Australia, which is uh, Craigslist, I guess, in the US and I'm not quite sure if there's an equivalent in the UK or in other countries, but if everyone would probably know their local alternative to Craigslist. So that's another good way of selling stuff as well. Uh, there's pros and cons to selling though, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I, you have to really calculate what your time is worth and how much how much you're, you think you might get for an item and whether the time, because obviously it sells better if you take a few photos and you write a good description and that kind of thing. But that all takes time and then people will mm. contact you and want to come and have a look at the item and then you've got to be home and then people and then they don't turn ne- up. Yeah, or they'll <laughs> want to negotiate, you know, down to a lower price and um, so that can yeah. be a bit, that can be a bit yeah. tedious. But if you've got something that, you know, you're going to get a good amount of money for and you think you're, the time and effort is worth it, then you can, there can, you know, be some serious amounts of money made. On yeah. those kind of, and yeah. I've had clients, you know, earn hundreds and hundreds of dollars um, selling stuff on Facebook and Gumtree. And look, I've used Gumtree quite a lot as well for free items. Yeah, that I just want people to collect. <laughs> that yeah. are too, like um, this year, we decided to get rid of the big, our big cubby house. Kids didn't play it any, in it anymore, and my. Um, niece and nephews did occasionally but it was it took up so much space and we wanted to put a new shed in the backyard so we're like okay but I was like I don't know where to start with dismantling and then what do I do with all this timber and so I just put it on uh, Gumtree and said um, free to a good home but you must come and dismantle it Mm. uh, and take it away yourself and someone decided they wanted to try and convert it into a chicken's coop Oh, cool. In in their their backyard. So he came around. It took him like two days he, and he dismantled the whole thing, took it all away. And my site was clean and all I had to do was be home while he was here. But mm. it was really convenient because he was obviously on Gumtree looking for chicken coops and then thought, yeah. well, I could get this for free. It just takes time. And a lot of people will, will do that with 
pieces of furniture and stuff yeah. like that as well that they're happy to get rid of for free but they might not have the means to transport them. Yeah, we did that with our kitchen. So when we renovated the kitchen, rather than put our old kitchen in the skip, we mm-hmm. put it on Gumtree and someone came, this guy came with his son and they did all the dismantling. We didn't have to do any of that and we didn't have to pay someone to do it and they took away and they got like a whole kitchen. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, worked out well. So the other thing with the Facebook sites as well is they're not all buy and sell. There's some that are just, you know, trading sites. Mm. There's one that I'm on in Canberra which is called the Barter Economy and you just uh, trade things. So I had some raised garden bed borders and things like that that I wasn't using and I just listed them on there and someone said, I'll give you a few dozen eggs for your garden borders. I was like, great. So, you know, and then things like if I have a glut of rhubarb or apricots or whatever is in my garden and I can't use them all, I'll put them on there and someone will say, how about I trade you um, a kilo of um, beetroot for, you Mm. know, a bunch of rhubarb or whatever it is. And so you can trade stuff as well. So um, have a look in your local community to see if there's some of those barter economy sites as well because they can be quite cool mm. yeah yeah we've got I think there's a the one that I'm in for Adelaide is just Adelaide buy swap sell so I think you've got the option of doing anything in there you can mm-hmm. do the bartering or the buying or the selling mm. yeah so they're quite good what about eBay oh I don't use eBay anymore <laughs> I used to but I found that Gumtree is so much better but I find eBay's is more I don't know it's been taken over by all of the new stuff and international stuff and things like that so I I don't use it so you might have more to say about eBay than me yeah look I haven't used it actually maybe I have used it this year I the thing about gum trees there's no selling fees and Mm. you can list your item and it starts at the top and then you know it gradually gets bumped down as other people list their items um, in the same area or whatever. So mm. the older your or the longer your item has been there, it might move to the second page or the third page and get harder to see. So if you want to bump it back up to the top of the list, then you pay mm. to bump it up where eBay, you pay for your listing effectively by they take a percentage of your final sale price. Mm. So I got rid of a lot of my girls' clothes through eBay. I would bundle them up, not the everyday clothes but um we had lots of lovely little dresses from french boutiques and stuff like that that we bought when we were overseas which Mm. we've come here and my girls just don't wear that stuff anywhere near as much as they used to so i thought well rather than just sending it to a charity store i'll bundle them up and put you know like eight dresses together Mm. and put them and then you've got to choose whether you want to list it for a fixed price or you want an auction and i would usually just go for an auction and you know, quite often it would be, I, I might make like $20 or $40 or something. And um, then I'd get them to pay postage on top of that. But it's a bit laborious <laughs> because, mm. again, you've got to photograph it, list it, wait for the auction, and then um, package it up and post it off. And yeah, and I think that's why and, the main reason I don't mm. use it is that with Gumtree, you can just say pick up only, whereas eBay, it's a bit more broad and international and I quite mm-hmm. like the fact that you know Facebook and Gumtree are, are very local and so yep. it's I mean I know Gumtree is all across Australia but you, you it's people search locally and people don't expect really 
that they're going to be posting or receiving things by post from Gumtree a lot of the time. They, you know, a lot of people are quite expect to have to draw, you know, drive up and pick it up. So I quite like that expectation is already there. So I don't have to worry about postage. <laughs> yeah, I think office. eBay would be a really good option if you've got some more unique items like, you know, maybe collector coins yeah, exactly. or yeah. pieces of artwork. Vintage or stuff. So, you know, things. Yeah. Yeah, things that are harder to find, possibly a bit more rare and sought after because I guess people will search further, you know, a field for them, be happy to pay for postage quite often and possibly insurance to cover the postage, things like that, where if they're just, you know, if you're just getting rid of a pair of matching mugs, people aren't going to pay for postage and, you know, all that kind of stuff when they could get them locally for the same price. Yeah. You just reminded me as well when you were talking about rarer items, Etsy is another place that you could sell some stuff Mm -hmm. as well because I know it's sort of meant to be a bit more of the homemade thing, but they do have lots of vintage stuff on Etsy too. So if you've got vintage stuff, that would be somewhere you could sell it. Do you know if you have to pay fees on Etsy? Do you have to set up like a online store or can you just list things? No idea. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll Google that and then we'll put the answer in the show notes. (laughs) Because you caught me out there, no idea. Yeah, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about Etsy. I guess because I've only ever purchased from Etsy. Yeah, I've never, I've never yeah sold anything. I haven't done either. I don't think. I think I've looked at stuff on Etsy, but I don't think I've ever made a purchase. Mm. I'm so sure someone in our community will have some knowledge about that, and they sure. should come and share it with us. Yeah, definitely. Now, I love consignment stores. I live for consignment stores. Do you have any in Adelaide that you use? Oh, they, they, the ones that I, they keep disappearing. And no, generally not. Generally, I don't use them, consignment stores, because there aren't enough of them and therefore it's not very convenient. So, but it's definitely an option and there are different areas where there's loads of consignment stores. I think there's probably more, would there be more in America than in Australia? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And so for anyone that's not quite sure what we're talking about, there's a freestanding shop or store. Um, you take your items in and the shop will list them, display them and sell your item and the store makes money from the item, but so do you. And different consignment stores have different policies. Some will pay you up front for your item and then you go away with the money they've given you and they sell it for whatever they want and make you know, the rest on it, uh, or some will take a percentage of the fee uh, or percentage of the sale price, sorry, yeah, or charge you a fee yeah. for the sale. Yeah. So in the UK, we had one really close to our house. And I think that's how my kids started getting into letting go of things because they would be like, oh, I don't play with this Barbie doll anymore. And I'm like, well, shall we take it to the store? And then so we would take it in they would choose what to list it for or we would suggest a price and then they might we might say three pounds and then they'd take, you know, 30% of that. So I'd come home with two pounds for the kids. They'd be like, we're making money. <laughs> so I think that kind of encouraged them to let go of stuff initially. Mm. Here in Canberra we have a great designer clothes store, which is a consignment store. So quite often if I'm letting go of pieces or if I've got friends that are letting go of brand name or designer clothes, they'll take them in there. They buy them outright off you. So they will have a look through, give you a call and say, look, we'll pay you $80 for your 
10 pieces or whatever and then they put the money in your bank account or you can have it as store credit if you like and then they go on to pop tags on them all and sell them in the store but there's some really I like shopping there too because there's some really Mm. unique and interesting pieces in there that are a fraction of the cost of what you would pay for them if you were to buy them at the store so Mm. Mm. cool so moving on from donating your items to be reused as they are or maybe upcycled by um, someone who sees the opportunity on Facebook and comes and grabs your thing and turns it into something awesome is recycling. So it's amazing how much can be recycled these days and unfortunately it's it can be a bit difficult sometimes for specialist recycling to be accessible to you but it's definitely an option. So we're going to cover a few things or we'll have a bit of a chat about a few of the ones that we know about because recycling isn't just your plastics and your papers. There's heaps of things now that can be recycled and recycled in specific ways. So, um, yeah, we'll have a, a chat about some of those. Most of us, Western-wise anyway, have council collections of our recycling. So um, stuff that is hard plastic or cardboard or paper or glass can go out with our rubbish and it can be recycled by our local councils. But then there are other things that aren't accepted by the councils but can still be recycled. So a lot of the time people will just put them straight into landfill because they can't go out with the council waste. But if you are worried about landfill, then there are some other options. Yeah. And look, Most of these recycling options have their own websites that tell you where you you need to send them to recycle and maybe if there's any preparation you need to do before they're recycled. And so I have written a blog post on this with a link to all of the websites and I will link to that in the show notes plus put some of the websites that are available in our show notes as well. So there'll be plenty of options so you don't need to furiously um, write all this down. (laughs) You can come and come and find those links mm. so that you can check check these ideas out. Um, we just want to kind of bring them to your attention so that you can think about it as you're, as you're decluttering or choosing what to recycle and what to pop in the, in the landfill bin. So let's start with some hard plastics that you might otherwise put into um, your council recycling. Uh, plastic bottle lids and bread tags are both things that uh, can be diverted from your council recycling to go and recycle for other other things. Bread tags, uh, they're now using collecting them to help make wheelchairs, which is really cool. Amazing. And I know um, quite a few s- schools get on board with this and get kids to bring their bread tags into school. And plastic bottle lids, there's an organisation called Lids for Kids and they turn the plastic bottle lids like off the top of your juices or your milk bottles, things like that, into plastic hands and arms and mobility aids, which is pretty awesome as well. I I just think that's amazing that those tiny little things can turn into something so big and useful. Um, Mm. We've talked about this before um, uh, recently actually when we did our bathrooms episode, but unwanted medicines, um, expired expired medicines and things like that can go back to your pharmacy rather than going into landfill. And, in fact, some of them are not allowed to go into landfill or into the waterways, so you need to take them back to your pharmacy. Uh, Planet Arc also have a few programs 
and they recycle a lot of the things that people do just throw into landfill because their council doesn't recycle them. And those are things like batteries, um, printer cartridges and mobile phones. There's an organisation called Paint Back as well and they will take all your household wasted paints uh, and the the paint tins. And I remember uh, moving into the house that we live in now and the people that had lived in here before had, you know, there were lots of paint tins from the hideous colours that they painted the walls in this house originally (laughs) that we painted over. But they'd saved, you know, like all the little sample Mm. pots and bits and pieces that had, you know, like, a tenth of a tin of paint left in case they, you needed to patch anything in all these lovely colours like uh, terracotta and like this disgusting minty <laughs> teal. <laughs> anyway, so but I was like, so we repainted the house internally. So, But there were all these paint tins. I'm like, well, what do, what do we do with them? I really struggled to find anyone that would take them. In the end, I think I gave them to like a men's group that um what like they were shed. using recycled yeah. timber and stuff yeah and making chairs and things like that and they said look we'll use the paints to paint some of our furniture and that's fine but I didn't know about this then but paint back is an organization that and there's got there's a whole lot of um collection points and stuff like that that you can drop them off um all your old paint tins so that's quite handy because that's definitely something people just throw in landfill because they don't know no one else takes mm. them well you actually yeah um or they sit in the shed for the yeah, next exactly. 10 years <laughs> in uh, in my state it's illegal to put them into landfill uh unless they are dry so um but even still you don't necessarily want to put even drier tins into landfill. So if you can recycle those tins, that would be even better. Technology is another huge one that holds people up a lot of the time and not just because those big old televisions are too heavy to even move (laughs) but Mm -hmm. that they can't go out with your regular waste so you have to find another way to dispose of them. And a lot of councils and localities and um, states will have special places where you can take your electronic waste but if they don't there are still you know other options that that you can do so you'll be able to find somewhere that you can take your tech stuff uh, i know here in australia office works will take a lot of your tech for recycling which is really helpful and it's oh, does my head in when people just pop their old tvs and stuff out on the curb oh yeah because <laughs> so no one's going to pick collection. them up yeah if they <laughs> yeah. do pick them up they're just going to go inside and get like some of the copper and leave the rest there anyway so yeah Yeah. that doesn't work Mm. a few other things and this one we've talked about before angel gowns for your wedding dresses Mm -hmm. and I think wedding dresses is just one of those things that people go I feel like I can't get rid of it but it just sits in the box at the top of my wardrobe what do I do Mm. um I had a friend who made the bold decision to sell her wedding dress and I was like wow you know like yeah let's do that in a box at the top of my wardrobe I never see it I never look at it and she um I think she sold it to a consignment store and with the money she got from it she bought herself a fabulous outfit to wear to her 40th birthday party and I was like that's really so she's kind of traded one big milestone outfit for another yeah. one and I was like that's that's a pretty cool idea um you could sell you your wedding to... dress you could sell your wedding dress to buy your mother of the bride outfit too if it's oh, not too out of fashion that's by a then. long <laughs> time away <laughs> 
Well, you never my, know. My I've wedding got friends dress. with married kids, so it's not that far. Mm. My wedding dress is currently in the dress ups in my kids' dress ups. Oh. How's that? <laughs> I'd be scared like, of it getting ripped. Yeah, but I suppose. Well, I do. Yeah. yeah. I don't, my wedding dress wasn't overly expensive because it had to fit in a backpack to be taken to Europe where we got married. Oh. So it was, I, I didn't buy the big frou-frou dress. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, you might as well play you might as well use it. dress-ups in it. Mm. Mine's still up in the wardrobe taking up space. <laughs> it hasn't had a decision made on it yet. Well, it has. I've decided to keep it. So that's the decision so far. It might change one day. Who knows? Was, yeah, so this um, angel gowns, they will take wedding dresses. Not all the time, though, because I think they get inundated they do, and then they, they need to store them somewhere. Mm. And they turn all the beautiful fabrics and lace and the beading and things like that into beautiful little outfits for stillborn babies. And so then families that are in hospitals saying goodbye to their babies, angel gowns provide a little outfit for them to be buried in or you know to have their final goodbyes in maybe some photos and things like that Mm. so that's really nice too and all it costs you is the price of postage to the angel gowns headquarters but check their website because um, they're not always accepting yeah true there might be some local charities that do similar work as angel gowns as well so it's worth asking around if you um have if you have friends, ask your friends um, if they know of any charities that are doing that locally because there are some local charities that do things like make quilts for palliative care or rugs or mm-hmm. those kinds of things that are just local, even sometimes local to one hospital or to one hospice. So there might be similar things um, to angel gowns that are done locally as well. So that's always worth just asking around. Yeah, actually, I only saw last night, I think, on Facebook, a um, group, I think are based in Canberra, that take um, fabrics from or recycled fabrics or donated fabrics from people and they turn them into quilts to send uh, the military members that are deployed overseas currently and they usually buy some red fabric and put like a big poppy on a corner Mm -hmm. or something like that. But basically because... The military accommodation in some of those places are pretty grim and pretty bland-looking, and so they will send over um, quilts with little messages of thanks and support and things like that, and so they take donations of fabric as well. But there's, I think you just have to write a list of the stuff that that you think you need to get rid of and then go, right, Google, Mm. go to Google, Mm. look it up, find something because, you know, it might only take a couple of minutes of your time, but saving that feeling of guilt of Mm. just chucking it is totally worth it um so hearing aids can be recycled through recycled sound um glasses contact lenses can be recycled through lines recycle for sight and there's an organization called uplift which will take bras and swimwear and i think uh, from memory, I think a lot of it gets sent to Fiji or island nations outside of Australia, women that, that either can't afford to buy themselves bras or it's just it's seen as a luxury mm. item. It's, and or it's, it's just not the, available. It's at the end of the yeah. list. Yeah. And, you know, everyone can relate that you, you can't always find the bra that you want in the size that you want. And you can imagine if, if it's a considered a luxury item in your family and it's way down the list and you think, you know, people there just don't have the option. So 
I think you can, you know, Uplift will send you a bag and you can get all your friends to donate any of their bras and swimwear that they're no longer using and you can send them off and they'll they'll make sure that they need to get where they're they're needed uh, and wanted, which is really good. Yeah. So that's a nice one. I've never been able to recycle a bra. I'm I I treat bras the same way men treat underwear. I wear them until they disintegrate <laughs> I'm shocking I'll look at a bra and go well you know I don't need this anymore but I cannot possibly donate this it's a piece of rubbish I think it needs to be you know maybe recycled instead of donated mm. yeah the ones I've donated I think are usually ones that I've bought for special outfits oh, you know like yeah. it needs to be yeah. low cut here or a certain color to fit under that dress or you know and then I just never mm. wear it again so um, there's an organisation as well called Boomerang Bags uh, that will take fabric and sewing equipment as well. So if you're donating, you know, thinking of letting go your sewing machine or you've got a whole stack of buttons or cotton or, you know, ribbon, that kind of thing, have a look at Boomerang Bags because they'll make them and then and then sell them on and give the money to charity. Yep. Another one that we discovered not that long ago is Man Rags. And they will take socks. So you just um, contact them. They will send you a bag. You fill it up with socks and you send it off and they will recycle it. So that's really good. So that I would be using that for odd socks. They do take out socks that are useful um, for reusing. Uh, but if you sent odd socks, obviously you wouldn't. But they do recycle the ones that, that can't be reused, uh, which is another great way of getting rid of socks. Yeah, look, some some clothing stores as well. I know like H&M and Lorna Jane have garment donation bins, mm. but look, I can't honestly say I know what happens with the clothes that yeah, are donated same. there. So, I mean, if if there's no other option, if your charity store won't take them or whatever, that it's better than it's better than landfill, mm. but I'm not sure what yeah. they they go on to to use One, them for. Um, v's um, will take uh, bags for rags so if you've got clothing that isn't wearable you can still donate it to Vinnie's just clearly indicate that it's a bag of rags and they actually will I think they either sell it to recyclers or they get it recycled somehow or it goes somewhere but they definitely use it it doesn't go into landfill like it may if you sent quite maybe some dodgy clothing to another charity store uh, whereas Vinnie's will will use it as rags in some way. Mm. there's um a charity that we've used before called shoes for planet earth and they take uh running shoes and we will use these for the kids running shoes because my kids seem to hardly ever wear out shoes they just keep growing oh, and they mine are the opposite. <laughs> ethan will just put a hole through the sole in about three weeks <laughs> it's like they're gonna fit you for six months at least at least can you just get like can you just wear them until they don't fit you anymore <laughs> he just destroys them yeah anyway yeah so yeah not in not in my house my kids a bit uh, gentle my kids mm. grow out of them before they wear out of them and so this uh organization shoes for planet earth will take running shoes and gift them uh, to people that need them. So, And they go all over. So they go from as local as Sydney's homeless community, they'll give them good quality running shoes, uh, all the way up to like there's track teams in Uganda that use recycled running shoes from Australia and I think that's pretty cool. And then, you know, a whole lot of places in between, but that's an option too for your your trainers if they're not destroyed. Ours are all destroyed. <laughs> That's my kids grow grow slowly and play hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on a similar vein to that uh, for running shoes, there's if you've got corporate clothing, there's a couple of great organisations. There's two I've I know of. Um, one is called Dress for Success and that's based in Sydney and the other one's called Fitted for Work and they'll take donations of used corporate clothes specifically and then they help disadvantage women when they're seeking employment. So it might be people that have uh, escaped domestic violence situations. It might be um, people that have um, come out of, of prison or remand or something like that and uh, want to try and get themselves on the right track but don't have the means to buy corporate clothing to go mm. and successfully get themselves a job and you know present well in an interview so there's a couple of groups as well and I know they just take postal donations so uh, that's a good option. In our notes we've got written swap party and as soon as I saw that my first thought was the women over waste events as well which we we talked um, to Tanya about when she was on one of our episodes so we'll put a link to that episode as well because that that women um, women against waste is designed for to make sure less goes to landfill, so things get recycled properly, donated mm-hmm. properly. So we'll put a, another link to that site as well in in the show notes because yeah, you can swap items with friends and family as well. If you've got stockings or tights, and then I guess some old clothes as well. Quite often, your local land care group or bush care. Maybe you could even approach your community garden group if Mm. you've got one of those. Um, Quite often people will use those kind of things as the ties for the veggie steaks, you know, tying up your tomato plants and that kind of thing. Um, And they'll use the fabric. So they prefer obviously natural fibres. So if you've got, you know, cotton T-shirts and stuff like that, um, they will put them down as matting underneath the mulch like a weed Ah. mat. And I think that's that's a pretty good idea. I know that people in our local land care group were doing that recently. And so that's that's another option as well, especially if you've got T-shirts that, you know, might have been good quality, maybe they're cotton, maybe they're linen, but they've got holes mm. in and so you wouldn't necessarily take them to a charity store. They could get an, an extra life and be used in a yeah, garden a possibly. Idea. What about toys? <laughs> oh, do you just do toys? <laughs> Ever-present toys. <laughs> Yeah, toys. Well, I mean, all your charity groups will take them. Toys, you know, quite often can be sold. If you think, if you get collectible toys and you keep the boxes, which I wouldn't advise doing because it seems like a waste of space, but I know some people will keep the boxes and then on sell the toys. And I know they're worth a lot more when they have the original packaging. But if you just want to donate them, uh, there's quite a few. Think of all the places where kids are that might not have a huge budget to spend on toys. So daycare centres, community groups or churches, things like that quite often like to have a basket of toys in the corner, maybe even dentists or doctor's Mm. surgeries, anywhere with a waiting room that has kids. But, again, I don't think most of them would take soft toys. It's usually the the wooden ones or the plastic ones that can be given a wipe over and kept kind of hygienically clean. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so those are all sort of a lot of household goods, but there is some stuff that people still are forced to put into landfill because they're not quite sure of the alternatives. And one of those is scrap metal. And there is a lot more, there are a lot more items that you 
discard that are recyclable than you think. So definitely talk to your local scrap metal recyclers because they take lots of stuff that you wouldn't think. So they'll they'll take your washing machine, they'll take you know, bikes and, and fencing and cookware and all that kind of stuff, pots and pans even. So have a talk to them because you can save a lot of stuff from landfill that way as well by recycling them. Yeah, and some will even pay you based on the weight of yeah, the Yeah, especially if you drop it off to uh, them. Take yeah. to them. Uh, if they come and collect it off, then mm. they won't pay you, but then you get it gone for free, so everyone wins. Mm, absolutely. I've got written here as well X-ray recyclers. I don't really know anything about that. <laughs> There's, uh, the old X-rays have got, um, oh, now I'm not, is it this mercury, I think, in them. And they've got something in them that's worth something anyway. And so there are places that will, or silver, it might be silver that's in them, but there are definitely recyclers, uh, recycling places that that do take out that valuable stuff from the x-rays. Uh, so they recycle. In Adelaide, there's places called Siltec, but a lot of your radiologists will now accept old what are they called? Old x-rays films? back again. Yeah, films. That's the word I was thinking of. Um, mm-hmm. They will accept old films back again and they do then send them off for recycling. So if you contact your local radiologist and just check with them and say, you know, can I bring all my old ones in? Um, I do know that if you've got more than a certain amount of kilos that some of the places will even come and collect them for you. So if you've got mm. a nice big heavy pile, because they are really heavy x-rays, they don't feel like it when you're carrying one around, but when you've got a stack of them on the floor, they are very hard to lift. So mm. um, when you've got a lot, it doesn't take much to get it really heavy. Yeah, right. Well, hopefully that's given you a few new ideas and ways to think about where you could you know, divert your stuff away from landfill. And a lot of it just takes a few clicks, a couple of minutes of looking around and working out what's near you, what you can do. But if that's the barrier that's stopping you from really digging in and decluttering, it shouldn't be a barrier anymore. And if you want more advice or you're getting stuck with some items and you want, you know, a bit of people power to help you out, come and jump in our community on Facebook and tell us what it is that you're trying to divert from landfill and uh, and ask for some suggestions because I'm sure everyone in there would love to chime in and give you their ideas too. Another thing that you can do and still avoid landfill is with things like skips and corporate or large business rubbish removalists. So there's a couple, there's quite a few companies that will come and remove your rubbish for you. They either bring a truck like 1-800-GOT-JUNK or they'll leave a skip or a trailer behind which you fill up. And a lot of the time those companies a lot of those companies, not all, so you have to check, but a lot of the companies actually do all of the diverting to recycling for you. So you can just stick it all in and then they will go off and split it up and separate it all out and only send quite a small proportion. I'm pretty certain the last time I spoke to 1-800-GOT-JUNK about that, um, they told me that it was under 5% on average went to landfill of the stuff that goes in their trucks. Mm. So because they send it either to um, recycling places or they manage to find a way for it to be reused or rehomed if it's good quality um, or it gets incinerated somewhere like a brick, a brickworks or somewhere like that and then the, the last little bit that can't be in, incinerated um, goes to landfill then and it's usually under 5% obviously on average because there might be some whole skips full of polystyrene but most of the time, 
it's under 5%. Mm. So a lot of people are afraid of filling a skip with this, with stuff because they think it's going to go to landfill, but that's actually not the case. So check with the skip company. If they're really cheap, it's probably going to go to landfill. If they're higher end, it's probably not all going to go to landfill. But check with them and say to them, what do you do with my stuff? Where's it going to go? And that might sort of ease your anxiety as well about using a skip removal or rubbish removal company because it's actually not as bad as you think from a landfill perspective. Mm, that's a good tip, actually. I guess the the final note we want to leave you with is the best way to avoid sending stuff to landfill is not to acquire it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So like we always say, be really intentional at the point of purchase. Ask yourself if it's going to last you for a long time, if it's something that can be recycled or unsold after you've finished using it, or if it's just being purchased on a whim. Um, and if it's going to be hard to dispose of when you when you decide that you don't love it anymore. Mm, so for sure. Uh, so share with us in the community, ask questions, uh, share your favourite charities, ask your friends and family what their favourite charities are and share like crazy on Facebook so that everyone knows about all of the little charities that are out there. And good luck and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.au.